0: Welcome to For the Love of Books, Bee's Books Edition, a podcast by North Larcher Libraries.
1: Hello, this is Paddy And this is Jenny. And we're here to talk about Bee's Books. So this week, the theme that Bee gave us was I didn't see that coming and I'm really excited to talk about this week's books. So what books have you chosen Jenny? So I have chosen a book called
0: Last One at the Party Ah. by Bethany Clift. Mm. It's not the book I started out with but I'll tell you that in a wee second because I'm interested to see what book you've chosen.
1: Ah, so the book I have chosen is called Gideon the Ninth. By Tamsin M- Muir? Muir? Uh-huh, yes. Muir? Something. M-U-I-R. I'm not- <laughs> it's, 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 I feel like it's a Scottish last name I'm butchering. I apologise for I would say Scottish. Muir. Yes. Well, I'm not saying that. So, so I'm right. just going to say Tamsin and you can mm-hmm. say Muir. Thank you. <laughs> okay,
0: so I'm looking at the cover and this is quite a scary cover to me. It is,
1: yes. It's okay. not a book I would have picked up. Uh, but the reason that I picked up is because I've heard really good things about it. So I'm going to talk about actually what I don't like how the book is marketed in a bit. But Jake. I'll tell you why I chose this <laughs> before like get all the bad things out of the way. No. The reason that I chose this is because so it's not the kind of thing I would usually pick up based on the cover but also the genre. Uh-huh. So it's science fiction and fantasy and horror Ooh. and funny. Everything. Everything. And it's, <laughs> so it's necromancers in space. Oh. And I don't read about necromancers. No. Basically, death people. And Gideon is from the sort of cult of bones oh. kind of thing. So the ninth refers to the ninth house, mm-hmm. which is the ninth planet, sort of. So it's there are nine houses. And each one, I think, corresponds to a planet. The, the reason that I chose it for this theme is because... It's such an unfamiliar world Mm -hmm. that I didn't see anything (laughs) coming. Everything was new. So it starts off on the ninth planet and we're seeing it through the eyes of Gideon. But uh, she is sort of, it's this cold dark planet that's really secretive and is not in touch with the other planets. So we're seeing it, like she doesn't know what's going on so we don't Uh, know what's going on as well. She obviously knows some things that are going on in her home planet Mm -hmm. But we find this out through the book and the book is basically there's like a necromancer and their uh, cavalier Mm -hmm. who is like their bodyguard sort of, Mm -hmm. which Gideon is. Nine of them come to this planet, the first planet, and they have to engage in a series of trials Mm -hmm. to uh, like get some sort of That we don't know. So like, because we don't know the context, it's all new. Mm -hmm. So we don't know how the world works. You know, when we read fantasy books, or when we read science fiction, we sort of like, have a rough idea of how the world works. So we can make guesses based on that. In this, you're sort of thrust into the deep end of the pool. And which is why you don't see anything coming. Maybe cleverer (laughs) people than me can see things coming. But I was just on the edge of my seat throughout because it's also a mystery. So sort of a few, like a a little way through the book, dead bodies start piling up. Okay. And we don't know if the uh, murderer is human or monstrous or and like soup because they're all supernatural right mm-hmm. they're all necromancers so they all delve in fantasy but there's stuff they don't know either so it's a little bit like a mm-hmm. locked room mystery they're on this planet where they're cut off from the rest of everybody and they're trying to figure out these trials which is also solving puzzles but then they're also trying to figure out this what is this death thing causing Ooh. Yeah, it's and they so each house has different expertise in different kinds of necromancy. So the ninth house is bones. Then some are spirits and some are oh. and we find this out throughout the book so there's nothing there's no information that's given right at the start so mm-hmm. you have to be a really active reader okay but it's it's a lot of fun so I've made it sound like hard work <laughs> <laughs> and I can see it on your face Jenny but it it, it is it's quite a lot of fun and is that standalone book or is there going to be oh, more no excellent question so it's not it's a, a first in a trilogy oh so, a trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? so it's called the locked tomb trilogy okay and I I, like I've, immediately as soon as i finished this i've ordered this i've requested the second copy from mm-hmm. wherever i think it's in maddevillet it, mm-hmm. and it's making its way to codebridge Yay. to us and i'm really excited about it but yes so yeah it's
0: the third one written yet
1: Yes, it is, and it's out. Yeah, so and uh, yeah, so hopefully the second one will be just as fun. But it's really unlike any other book that I've read, and I read a lot. Yes, uh but I liked that. Mm -hmm. I liked that I was in this unfamiliar world, and you know, I think it also depends on what time, sort of what mood you're in, and the time in your life. Absolutely, like there are some times that I wouldn't have been able to read Mm -hmm. this book because it requires a lot of work, but. Enough about my book, I'd love to know about your book. Okay, so mine's, and I'm
0: very interested in your book, and I am going to read it. Uh Um, Oh. Yes, immediately. Um, Well,
1: (laughs) hold that thought.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) So the book I chose is not the book I originally chose. Okay. The original book I chose was Moriarty by Anthony Horowitz Um, I'm working my way through his books at the moment and they are fantastic Um, they are lots of mystery and things like that but this one is about Moriarty the baddie from the Sherlock Holmes books and it's set just after him and Sherlock Holmes fall off the um, big waterfall oh, yes. and um it's about how basically in London there's been a vacuum created because Moriarty's dead and all these other kind of villains are trying to fill the gap. Oh. Um and you get two thirds of the way through and basically it turns on its head completely. Um and it is a genuine what? Well it. Like you're like what I literally had to go back three pages. To see if I had missed something. Oh, um, it's One of those ones. And I don't want to spoil you it by no, telling course, you what yeah. the thing was. But literally, I was like, like totally shocked, like, proper shocked. Oh, um, I It's love a proper, that. didn't see that coming. So that's what I originally chose. Uh-huh. But then I finished this um, the other day and I absolutely loved it. So, like we were talking about before, you kind of as a, a reader you kind of had a, have an idea of where a book is going mm, usually mm-hmm. um, and this book is basically set it's november this year and um, another pandemic comes they've just got back on their feet after covid um and this thing comes and basically wipes everybody out um there is no cure there is no wearing masks sanitizing anything and it's called 6dm Ooh. which basically means six days maximum. Once you get it, that's it. <laughs> oh, so <no. laughs> everybody basically dies, apart from this woman, um, who has a very bad hangover for a couple of days. And when she wakes up, basically, you know, more people have died. Um, yeah. But what I loved about it was she is just a woman like you are me. Mm. So she's not like a superhero or anything. She doesn't know how really to survive. Um, like she does what we would all do. Like her, her husband passes away, and you know she kind of tries to deal with that, and then she goes to see her parents, and they've gone, and things like that. And it does get kind of gruesome at some stages, mm-hmm. but she she doesn't know how to survive, and I don't think. I would
1: oh I would be horrible Uh like you know every time I don't know if your friends do this or I just have abnormal friends (laughs) but they keep saying like in an apocalypse like in a post-apocalyptic world which I think this one sounds like whatever the apocalypse is what would your duty be like you know you know those sort of apocalypse uh preppers and things and I'm like I'm really good at telling stories to children yeah. and <laughs> I'm really friendly, so maybe yes, you know, exactly. I have no skills beyond that
0: whatsoever. And so, yeah. neither does she, and you can kind of relate to it. So at one point, she just decides to go into shop and the good thing is all the shops have kind of basically left their doors open. Um, th- there's no like pillaging going on and mm. anything like that. These people are Everyone's just- uh, huh, Yeah. Um, and eventually the government um, basically gives out this pill that you can just go outside of a chemist and pick up. Um. And basically it's a suicide pill, it just, you know. Oh. Um, so she grabs a couple of packets of these and I think in her head she's thinking, Yeah. you know what, that's what I'm going to do. But she keeps chickening out, because um, it's quite a big, you know. So it's not affected her? No, so she has, n- and it never explains why. Mm. In the book it doesn't explain why. But at one point she decides, right, I'm going to go to the shop. I'm going to buy, them, like get the most expensive, like caviar and, you know, um, champagne and things like that. She goes to a big, like posh hotel. And of course all the rooms are empty because like COVID, all that kind of thing yeah. shut down just yeah. beforehand. So she has this whole hotel to herself, you know, the bath as big as your living room and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And she, you know, enjoys it. Um, and then like various things happen. She kind of thinks, oh, you know, what will I do? Um, and she ends up travelling up to Scotland because she thinks that she's going to find somebody there. She thinks that maybe the further away from London you get, right. the less, you know, it's going to affect people. But no. Uh,
1: Scottish dead bodies all Yes, around. exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and she gets as far as Inverness and then kind of goes on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she comes, she comes back again. Um, but you kind of think, right, this is going to have one of two endings. She's going to either find a bunch of people and, you know, go off and make the world populated again. Or she is just going to um, die or or whatever. Um, And it doesn't have like a huge, big twisty ending, Mm. but it wasn't either of those, it just kinda ends. And then there's like a wee bit that kinda, Mm. and I'm not gonna tell you what that tells you, um, but it's like, oh, that's not what I was expecting. I was expecting either, you know, yay we're all together, or no, just just
1: not. But mm. were you okay with that? Do you like a good plot twist?
0: No, I liked it. Yeah. Um, I, I like an ending. I do like an ending in a story. Um, and this did have an ending, mm. although it's not the ending I was expecting. Um, but I did also like the character, and you don't find out the character's name at all in it, mm. um, because it's written from her point of view. Um, and I think, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I would do. It would be like. Yeah, we'll go to this big hotel and we'll just kind of yeah. hang out here and then we'll have a big
1: bath oh is that um, what you, i think what i'd love to do is stay overnight in a museum or a library which is little, a very nerdy thing to want No, to there's do. a
0: lovely bit in it where she decides to do all the london sites and oh. um, she goes right i've lived in london mm-hmm. you know and i've never done like the big museums and stuff Um, And she finds that a lot of people have went to the museums to die, basically. They've taken, there's one bit where it's obviously granddad's taken his grandchild, went and looked at all the exhibitions and basically just sat down uh, and that's it. And it's sad, but at the same time, Lovely. Lovely, yeah. Mm. Also, the thought of walking around museums and things with nobody else in it is quite exciting. Right? Because she does that, she goes behind the scenes. Yeah, and there's um, nobody to tell you. No, no exactly. Touching. Um, but she's very good. She doesn't open any of the, the things up, so nothing gets destroyed with anything. Um, but there is a scene with rats, just to warn you, the, obviously, if humans were to disappear one way that's or another, right. animals and vegetation and things like that would take over, yeah. um, and there is a bit where basically the rats have taken over the supermarket and started oh. eating all the people that and the food and stuff like that, which is great, because that's a natural way of... Cycle of life. Them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, But obviously, she's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> great. And heart. they kind of see her and think, yeah. oh...
1: This, 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 this is new. Um, this is why she ran away doing with this. Yes, exactly, exactly.
0: Also, there's kind of an animal element to it because um, she meets a dog and she kind of saves the dog and then the dog, I think, becomes the reason that she doesn't just sit down. Yeah. You know, she kind of takes care of this. Aww. And um, Also, she goes to live in a hobbit house. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, so she makes a decision that she's going to go and... Trying to stay somewhere where it's like eco-friendly, that everything's set up, yeah. and as we know at the moment that is a big thing. Yeah. There's these places that you can go, and they've set up things with compostable toilets, yeah. and you know all this kind of stuff. Except she gets there, um, and she discovers that um, it was a bit of false advertising, and it is actually joined up to your electricity and Ah. your gas but they kid on it's all done by solar panels so (laughs) (laughs) they were scam artists and now they're dead so they
1: don't have to atone for (laughs) exactly
0: so instead of seven hours out of these solar panels she gets an hour um, and that kind of a thing so Mm. um
1: yes so it's interesting it sounds like this you know alternate universe that could possibly be a future universe which you know that's what in this book as well You don't know, so there's something that happened, the resurrection 10,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. And throughout the um, sort of book... You get the feeling like the the pre-resurrection area was like our present or uh-huh. our very near future because mm-hmm. it there's also this sort of archaeological element to it where they're looking for archives and like one of the houses, the sixth house, is really nerdy and into all this, you know, like documentation and that's what be, I would be, history. <laughs> so they uh, they have and, but they're all secretive. They don't really tell each other what what's up, mm-hmm. but the feeling is that something happened. Uh, and uh, all the sort of life on all the planets died but then something happened and some people became necromancers and some aren't so there's this necrolord prime who is both their god but also the first necromancer and also their king it's really strange but it feels like it's set in both an alternate universe but also a future that Uh could happen so there's some recognizable elements of like very few <laughs> not, not too many but yeah it is for me I I love a good plot twist yes. in any oh. books like because I read so much sometimes I can tell what's happen- going to happen yeah and that's what I thought with this book
0: I thought I knew where it was going yeah because
1: that's how they tend yeah. to go like I would have loved it's not going like yes. it taking you by surprise <laughs> which is why I love this book so you said that you would be interested in reading yes, this yes. book so, let me tell you how they describe it, which I think does such a rubbish job of marketing it. So, <laughs> the emperor needs necromancers, the ninth necromancer needs a swordswoman, Gideon has a sword, some dirty magazines, and no more time for undead nonsense. Tamsin, Mir, yeah. thank you, Gideon the ninth unveils a solar system of swordplay, play, cutthroat politics, and lesbian necromancers. Her characters leap off the page as skillfully animated as necromantic skeletons. The result is a heart-pounding epic science fantasy. It says nothing about what the book is about, which is good because I like that. But Mm -hmm. I feel like it's sort of emphasizing some bits which don't really matter in the grand scheme of things like lesbian necromancers, dirty magazines. Cutthroat politics, there is a little bit of. And play. there's a bit of. But I think like it's using this just as a marketing tactic. You uh-huh. know, like, oh, you'll pick this up because it'll be like something else. But I think the selling point of this is that it's unlike it? most of what, at least I've read and I think many people have read. And you should give it a chance. Even the cover you said looks scary. scary. And also like in a way that, I don't know, it's not the sort of book that I would have picked up otherwise. It's because I've heard really good things about it is the only reason I picked it up. And I'm glad I did. Is it the first book
0: by that author? Yes, it is. Sometimes you find if it's the first book, Mm -hmm. that's how they try and sell it. Yeah yeah um, and it's not until you've read it yourself that you yeah, think which i think nonsense. like
1: the marketing department can sometimes do a disservice to the book yeah. but i'm glad it found readers i think it was like a word of mouth thing so i'm mm-hmm. glad that happened but i think that not it would it's not a book that would work for all readers uh-huh. because like, like I said, you need to be an active reader mm-hmm. and you need to be okay with being a bit uncomfortable and not knowing what's going on yeah. and sort of letting you, like, going with the flow essentially, mm-hmm. like, because it's just like a romp, it's an adventure, you're just like figuring things out, but you can't help but, you know, try and want to make sense of what's going mm-hmm. on and you can. But you're learning with the cat until you, you say. it. Yeah, she, but there is some stuff that she knows about her house that we find out later mm-hmm. as well. Because she's very, not secretive, but she's obviously not saying things Uh because it's from her perspective. So it is good in that way. You are learning it from her perspective. But I think for some people, they wouldn't be into the amount of confusion and chaos that there is just because it's like it's yeah I, so it's not to dissuade uh i think people it's just to warn people i think yeah, that so. this is not an easy book it's not like a cozy thing that you read before bed or mm-hmm. like a holiday read you need to like i I think it pays off like i think it's worth the effort but not you anyone. need to
0: invest in it then you need you, to kind of pay. yeah
1: and you need to like and it's a, it's a thick book as well it's yeah. like 450 pages so it's not thickest but it's I think it's worth it but I think if you don't get even the tone of it I think some people just won't you know it's irreverent and it's playful like even when it's talking about death there's a lot of jokes Uh so some people might not be into it I for sure would recommend (laughs) it (laughs) so that gives you an insight into my (laughs) stage brain. what about your book
0: so it's from the cover you would not know what this book is about. Mm. And it's called Last One at the Party and you don't understand what that means until like really near the end. Ah. Um and from the cover you would not know that it's about the end of the, the, the world. No. Um, absolutely. but in the back it says December twenty twenty three, the human race has fought a deadly virus and lost. <laughs> um and then well, it basically it should <laughs> <laughs> um, but in London one woman is still alive. Um but even from that, you don't necessarily yeah. get what it's going. But I think it's when you start reading it, you do kind of mm-hmm. think, right, OK, I know what's happening here. I think as well, if you did not enjoy Covid times, this is maybe not the book for you, because yeah. it does have a lot of that and darker in yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but if you like a good story, um, and from somebody's perspective, if you know what I mean, um, it is really good. Um, it's not one that I would have picked up myself, I don't think. It was somebody else that recommended it to oh, me. Oh, brilliant. Um, and I was like, oh, yes. However, the Anthony Horowitz, everybody should read. Everybody, please read Moriarty because it's really, really good. Um, and the twist will just get you. Even oh. if you know the twist is coming, yeah. you don't know what the twist is going to be until it happens. That's excellent.
1: Um, I love retellings. I love reinterpretations. So you sold it to me just as soon as, like, <laughs> in the beginning, Sherlock and Moriarty at the train falls or whatever it's it is. In, I, think, I think, yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's very good and it's got that whole
0: like london victorian vibe about it you yeah. know you, you are in that world um you do kind of get there and you know you're thinking oh, right, okay and again you kind of go right i kind of know what's going to happen here this is an oh no i did not see that coming Love him. it's it's a proper it's a proper twist fantastic um, please read it yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I think um, we have certainly made me happy with our choices this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and our next episode is dropping on the 6th of July. Um, and the challenge is genre mashup. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us quite know what we're going to do with that, but I think we've plenty of ideas. Yeah. Um, so please listen in to see if you think you agree with our choices. And as usual, if you've got anything that you would like to suggest, feel free. See you next time. Bye.